I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, this is a UK Film Review podcast. My name is Brian Penn. This edition marks the release of No Time to Die. Yes, we've been expecting Mr Bond for quite some time. He will finally be with us on the 30th of September. And with me to talk all things Bond is the legend that is Ian Lunny. Ian, Hello. how the devil Hello. are we? We haven't spoken in a while, have we? We haven't. I must say that is the slickest introduction. I've oh, like that you. was so good. Uh, been, <laughs> I was I've, sat here going, oh, I've, "Wow!" I've been practicing. You know, I've been practicing. That was really good. I, was better than anything for a while. I've done. <laughs> yeah, let's hope I can keep it up. Um, right. So, so Ian, um, are you looking forward to the release of No Time to Die? Oh, I yes and no. Like. I I I've been taking the mick out of that title for so many years that I feel like I need to see it now. The I have possibly yeah. no way to fit you in to die. Hold on, I yeah. found a time. Jump in, we're gonna die. Yeah, I, you see, the thing is, I think they're running out of good titles, aren't they? Because everything they seems to involve life and death, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. So they, they, they need they need to sort of come up with something a bit more original. Maybe we can Just we can think more. about that as we Just go. Just a little bit you know? more. Yeah, we, we we can figure up a bit new name. Take some ideas then. I would say yes. Yeah, I'd say I'm looking forward to it. But um, we can obviously divulge into perhaps why I'm uh, apprehensive because of, I think, the track record of this Craig era. But yeah, I'm going to go see it, like, for sure. Like, it's it's up there. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Craig said recently that he's so glad that MGM held their nerve and didn't put it straight online, that they've they've held out for a cinema release date. And my local view... uh, it's got 20 screens and it's every screen is showing it. They're even running. Um, <laughs> they're running it one minute after midnight on Wednesday evening. You know, that's going to go how... see it on all 20 screens. Is that the plan? <laughs> well, you never know. It depends how good it is. Actually. I'm, I'm due to see it at nine o'clock on Thursday morning. So how do you I feel about it? Gonna... 
how do I feel about it? I'm glad mm. it's finally here. I think it's mm-hmm. taken forever to get here. And all this build-up like and the fact years. That, that, yeah, that it's the end of Daniel Craig's ten- tenure as, mm. as Bond. Is that official? It's officially his end? I think it is official now, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. he's definitely going. Quite apart from the fact that he's every part of his anatomy has been broken or bruised or (laughs) injured by something that he's done. So I think he needs to retire, really. Yeah, for um, him. I think he he definitely (laughs) is going, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But there you go. Let's hope he goes out with a bang. And the the clips, the trailers that I've seen, it looks good. It's got Phoebe Waller-Bridge co-writing the Mm -hmm. script so it'd be interesting to see what kind of spin that she gives it as well Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. anyway so bond generally uh ian um what what is it about bond that makes him such an enduring character do you think oh what a that is a really good question i think i think obviously when you think about bond i think interestingly enough perhaps we're seeing his endurance start to wane a bit in recent years Mm. because i think in a way why he endured so long is because the nostalgia of those earlier films mm. which are some great films perhaps dated yeah. now which we can discuss um yeah. but you know the enduring image of bond um that sort of like license to kill style spy i think really mm. played upon you know perhaps the 60s 70s and 80s sort of yeah. espionage culture yeah. where we had cold yeah, war sure. currents and people yeah, were like sure. oh you know i want to have a look into that world but as yeah. time has got on and we've come to a more, you know, I don't want to say, um, a, I can't think of a better term, but the a more broader mindset on espionage and spies. Mm. I think people want to see more grounded realities, which I think yeah. we we did start to get a bit with Bond. Um, and yeah. I, I think that we we may still get that, which is good. But I just think we need to see a, a bit of a change. But I think he's endured because of that sort of like the mm. the look into the spy world that the, yeah. you know that was created by Ian Fleming. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think you're right. I think it's something that we can view from a safe distance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bound up with the Cold War. I think the fact that uh, Bond as a character was created in the 1950s, mm-hmm. the immediate post-war period when when there was. The Iron Curtain that was that was coming down, and it kind of t- chimed in with the mood of the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that is dated, but it but it kind of it ebbs and flows. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I think personally, for me, the the character of Bond is a bit like a kind of a different kind of superhero for me. Mm. Now, I grew up with Bond, and I can remember when Star Wars got released. The first Star Wars film came out, and all the kids in the playground were running around making out they were Luke Skywalker with their imaginary uh, lightsaber, you know? Right? And I thought, I wasn't interested in any of that. I wanted to be James Bond. You were, you were walking to... around with a martini. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to drive a great car. You know, I yeah. wanted gadgets. I wanted to save the world and end up with the best-looking mm-hmm. woman at the end of it. Mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm, think, mm-hmm. does it get any better than that? But you see, I think the thing is, so, so it becomes a, like a kind of a an ultimate superhero in my own mind. Now, I'm, I don't know I see that. who, I, I who else that. thinks that way. And also, it's a typical bloke's view, I guess, because yes. of, of the glamour and the cars, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the visuals, of, I think, mm-hmm. are more likely to appeal to men than women. It doesn't mean to say that women can't like Bond, but mm-hmm. I, I think course. it's just that, that kind of very slick, uh, mm-hmm. well-cut mm-hmm. character that's mm-hmm. very tongue-in-cheek as well. It's mm-hmm. very funny um, that keeps that character rolling on. But I think you're right, though, that mm-hmm. with the changing political 
climate. Um, mm-hmm. the, the stories they've had to fall back on, particularly after they run out of original Ian Fleming stories after mm-hmm. Octopussy, they run out of original stories and they struggled a bit. I think, Mm -hmm. to find stories that were strong enough. So I think there's that side of it. But, you know, to me, I'm not a fan, you know, I'm not a fan of franchises, but this is one exception (laughs) I I would be happy, more than happy to make um, Mm. because, because they are very stylish and visually stunning to look at. And yeah, characters, characters that remind me of comic books that I used to read when I was a kid. I mean, I I Mm. read the Bond novels when I was very young and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's always stuck in my head. It's that kind of character. Um, Yeah. So I I see what you mean. You know, I completely agree. Like I, I, it's interesting. You mentioned that sort of superhero esque character because it's something I hadn't really thought about, but I think you're right. I think that is a big aspect of bond that, you know, it is larger than life. It is extreme because, you know, a more realistic perspective of espionage, particularly of that period, which I think is an amazing film as well, is like Tinker Taylor, Taylor Soldier oh, Spy. Oh, yeah. Amazing, it's far yeah. more b- based in reality. But some people some people are going to find that boring, which I didn't. Yeah. I loved it. But some people but, aren't going to click with that, you know? But you're you're talking about the, uh, the version with Gary Oldman playing Smiley. I am, yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah, a fantastic yeah. film. Amazing see, that, film. That's gritty, isn't it? Yeah. That's dark it's very gray it's sinister and, it's more whereas, like it really is i think yeah whereas bond is larger than life and that, that is kind of like the point of it being a, a, almost a superhero it's not real it's not how espionage is yeah. but i think there's a almost like a exciting sort of like sexiness to bond not like the um the uh shall we say his female counterparts i'm not talking about that yeah. but i mean the the yeah. character himself it's almost like oh he's a spy who does these activities of mm. beating like you know these supervillains, and and yeah. i think people really did jump on board with that and yeah. but, i still think people do love that because you have things like mission impossible but i think yeah. why you know bond needs to change a bit is because mission impossible is focused on the mission whereas mm. bond in some of his films meander and it obviously there is issues i think of representation in his films yeah. um and yeah. you know like uh, we can talk about our favorite ones and trust me some of those 60 ones are still my favorites but they are of yeah. their period and of i think you, you, people have to acknowledge that you know yeah you you accept it i mean the you know i think the character of bond is something of a time capsule anyway that it represents mm-hmm a particular time and a particular image yes, a particular idea completely. that we have as spies but you see mm-hmm. where where i would label him badge him as a superhero or mm-hmm. possibly a different type of superhero but that mm-hmm. character is based on facts that there mm-hmm. is somebody like bond operating mm-hmm. as we speak not quite in the same way not no not but maybe really, you know you know maybe in the 60s like in the 50s i know tinker taylor soldier spy maybe is a bit more realistic but you know one of the i mean we're, we're skipping ahead in your plan i'm sorry one of the ones that i think is more realistic even in a over the larger than life way is from russia with love where you have you do have a bit more of a cat and mouse espionage yeah. game in the yeah. cold war based in that sort of like uh tensions and yeah. it's one of my favorite ones because of that, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I think even though it isn't real, it's definitely not what it was like. But I imagine there probably were spies, individuals which had maybe similar well, experiences, you know. If you, Yeah, of course. I mean, if you look at um, films of the 1960s, now Bond started in 1962. Mm-hmm. You look at some other films that were going around at the time, like The Ipcrest mm-hmm. File. 
that starred yeah, Michael Caine yeah. and yeah, Harry Palmer. That mm-hmm. is basically the same character with all the glamour mm-hmm. stripped out of it. Yep. Right, that's that's kind of like the antidote to Bond in a way. Mm-hmm. They're saying, look, this this is a real man. He wears glasses. He makes scrambled eggs for for breakfast. All the rest <laughs> of it, right? But that's that's kind of a relatable character. But he is essentially yeah. the same character as Bond. Really, mm-hmm. he he works in in the same echelons, if you like. He works in the same mm-hmm. environment, but it's just grittier, mm-hmm. like Tinker yeah. Tailor Soldier Spy. So there's no reason not to accept Bond for what he purports to be, but it's just very glossy and very glamorous. Completely, completely. I mean, even I think, in uh, Tinker Tailor yeah. Soldier Spy, you had a character, sorry, that you had, um, uh, what's his face, Tom Hardy's character, um, yeah. who, again, very gritty, uh, but doing similar things. Espionage, spying, like yeah. being on rooftops, taking pictures, things like that, which Bond does do in his films. It's just, it's almost like his is dialed to 11. You know, it's dialed yeah, right up that's right. to the peak. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think really, in, in my opinion, there's never been a bad Bond movie. Some are naturally better than others. I think. Ooh. <laughs> your breath. I'm, I know what you're going to say, but just hold that thought for a moment. Right? We will get onto that. <laughs> yeah, now, look, there've been there've been, there been 24 Bond movies, right? Official hmm. Bond movies. We're not we're not going to. I should have mentioned we're gonna, going to exclude uh, Never Say Never Again because it wasn't yep. an official Bond movie. If you're right, and that's Thunderball, right, were you in Thunderball? Oh, Are we yeah, Thunderball. That was, no, no, that was part of the official uh, Cubby Broccoli. Oh no, yeah, too. no, it's never say no. I've got the other, t- I've got them the wrong way round. Yeah, yeah, never say never, never again s- is the one that they that, did. That was oh, the one yeah, where yeah. Sean Connery came came back and they gave That's him right. a beard and a, a, right. a hairpiece. Oh, looked like oh I've, I've looked like a fool. <laughs> no, no. Are we excluding no. also the um, uh, Casino Royale with um, yeah, the, the comedy one? David yeah, yeah, Peter yeah, Sellers. <laughs> Yeah, okay. absolutely. Thank you. You read my mind there. But so, okay, so what, what I'm getting at is, right, now, if there have been 24 Bond movies. Mm. Uh, no Time Today is the 25th. If we look yep. at the 24 and we compiled a table from top to bottom. Now, I don't mm-hmm. think there's been, what I, in my opinion, a bad Bond movie, but some are naturally a lot better than others. Okay. Uh, so if we were to talk about our, our most favorite Bond movies, okay. what would be near the top for you? Oh well, I've already I've already mentioned uh, um, from Russia with Love. I think that yeah. is one that I think you know of those first three. I think all three mm. of them easily could be in everybody's top five, if I'm honest, yeah. because yeah. I think they're easily Doctor No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger are I think are so iconic that that's the things people expect Bond films to be like, and that's yeah. the blueprint that people have tried to sure. like get get achieve and i think of those three i think dr no's great goldfinger's great too um but i do think from russia with love as i said before because yeah. out of those three it's the most grounded in what was happening in the real yeah. world it, um yeah, even it's... though it was larger than life yeah you know it, it still has like elements that you're like you know yeah. like dr no there's not a man in a volcano building super weapons you know <laughs> like that's uh, not and, that's and, not accurate and how often does a woman like ursula andrews come out of the sea like that you know yeah it's, you know you're just true. walking along the beach you know oh look there's ursula andrews it doesn't <laughs> oh, really happen, so. um yeah. okay, i think yeah. of of uh the my other i guess if we were doing five as i love doing five mm. films mm-hmm. uh <laughs> being being almost ripped from the pages of hide fidelity but the um i think the other the other two that stand out for me um not that there's like others that i don't enjoy like there are but two that yeah. i think are just like these are like amazing films 
is firstly, I think Goldeneye is a really, oh, yeah. really, really like that was really yeah. good, weren't it? Like that was an yeah, amazing like start it. to Pierce Brosnan's career. Yeah, because it was, again, it yeah. felt most grounded. No, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say Goldeneye would be, would have been one of my five. It was yeah. Pierce Brosnan's first film uh, as Bond, and it was also when Judy Dench made her first appearance as M. Yes, which and I think iconic. Was great in, and a great innovation, and not yes. very closely on Stella Rimmington, so that there was a grain of reality about it. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. 100%. And, and most Matt grounded as well. Like I felt yeah. with it, it made me. I think of something you'll probably notice in my selection of Bond films, barring mm. I guess the Sean Connery ones, even though From Russia with Love does have an element of it. I like grounded mm. stories. I like ones that are like most realistic in the sense of yeah. even though i know it's not real and it's it's a fairy tale a vision of espionage i like ones yeah. where i can still as you say think this could happen my last yeah. choice and it, it's hard it's maybe my second favorite behind from russia with love it's sometimes it's my number one is casino royale with daniel craig i think it's uh, again not that's another one that i yeah <laughs> that's another one i would have picked because mm-hmm. again it was i mean i think sometimes the first outings that actors have as bond tend to be the strongest ones i agree yeah yeah they leave I agree. a longer they, they leave a more of a lasting impression but mm-hmm. what pleased mm-hmm. me about casino royale it was the first ian fleming novel and it was the first time it had been filmed on the big screen properly and mm-hmm. the travesty we spoke about from 1967 <laughs> that featured David Niven and Peter Sellers and Woody Allen was just a joke, Ugh. really, an absolute yeah, joke. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And, yeah. and it's, I mean, for reasons that aren't entirely clear, that should have been mm. the first film they made. Why it mm-hmm. wasn't, why it, why it didn't come before Doctor No and all the rest, I don't know. But oh, I wish, I wish I... I wish I knew there is a reason and my godfather who is a film buff particularly on right. Bond films and so forth he would be screaming at, yeah we should have we should have yeah. uh, he would be screaming at his podcast provider <laughs> right now being like it was because of this but I imagine yeah. there's some I think it must have been something to do with some sort of legal like yeah, ownership because it... the Peter Seller ones they made that they made yeah. that outside of the Bond property. So it must have yeah. been something along those lines that it was owned it was, by another company. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I think as we'll discover as we as we go on that, mm. you know, Bond, the brand, has been dogged by legal and licensing problems all the way through yeah. for various reasons. And it is copywriting, it is licensing. And sometimes mm. that is just the way it goes. But I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, Casino Royale was brilliant. I think mm-hmm. Daniel Craig. So good. It's so such good. a good I mean, film. It's, he, he's a, and his first outing's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it just it first, hits a home run. Yeah. He's, um, I feel that he's. He, he, there are two templates for Bonds. I mm. think that there's the Sean Connery template and mm-hmm. there is the Roger Moore template. Now, mm. I think Daniel Craig is more leaning towards the Sean Connery template, but more. Mm. Adding his own touches, I think, because I think he <laughs> is one of the strongest Bonds that we've had. Piers yeah, Brosnan, I think so example, too. He's more kind of Piers Brosnan's more Roger Moore, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the, the I'd way agree it tends with that. To, to I, th- break I think down. With, with Daniel Craig as well. I think like why I love Casino Royale so much, and perhaps why some of his other outings aren't up there as much for me, is because you you have. And, and it's a weird one because I look at his filmography as Bond as an overarching thing, and Casino Royale is such a like top up there film. Something I really liked with this film, which is very mm. small details that kind of go along with the film, because they 
one of the things that I do think they was perhaps detrimental to his outing as Bond was the fact they tried to link every single one of these films together and make an overarching plot, which I think has, which we can discuss <clears throat> further. Yeah. But I think something I did like was in this one, it because it's like meant to be a refresh, a reboot, and it's him getting his double O status. And yeah. there's almost like a jovialness in some points in this film. He has a smile. He's polite to people. He's very friendly. But then as things have gone on, He's become yeah. a lot more brutal and a lot more like yeah. harsh and fed up. There's and a transformation like there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, like and it. he's really good in this one because he's like fresh and innocent to to being a double O. But then yeah. the whole film, he goes he goes through some heavy stuff in this film. You know, like well, there's mean, a there's a rope involved and it's I intense. <laughs> I mean, look, it's any surprise that he's had broken bones and. Yeah, ribs and you know and it does take its toll. He's fifty three now. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How old was he when he started? I don't know. Forty one, forty two. Well, I, but, rem- I vaguely remember when he started. I was a bit younger, but I remember there was such controversy about him being Bond because he he was blonde haired. Do you remember that? Everybody was yeah, I like, oh, kind I do, of a blonde actually, but, Bond, and I was like, what? But, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think that. Now I've read all the books. I haven't mm-hmm. read them for quite some time, but mm-hmm. I don't remember any reference being made to the colour of Bond's hair. So No, um, no, it's people get <clears> so <throat> funny about it. I, I know. I, I think he was great in Casino Royale. I think obviously yeah. the card game is amazing. Le Chief is a fantastic villain. I think he's got he's well, really iconic and I, uh, I think it yeah I love him I, in it. Yeah, I think again it's something we'll come on to in a bit more detail, but I, I think mm. villains, the the adversaries are very mm-hmm. important to a Bond movie, an important mm-hmm. ingredient, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the better the adversary, the better the film will be. Oh, I think, definitely. I think we, we you see, actually, some of the weakest ones, the ones where you have a really just forgettable villain. I was yeah. going to ask, though, what's to you, the, the listeners have heard my ramblings of five. Yeah. <laughs> what's, mm-hmm. uh, what's, what, what would you put in your five? So Casino Royale is up there, and so is yeah. um, Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yeah. Goldeneye, yeah. The, the other ones I would add to that list would be mm-hmm. Goldfinger. Now, Gold, yeah. Goldfinger was the third Bond movie made, but the reason that I, that one becomes prominent to me is because mm-hmm. of Gert Frobe in the title role, playing mm-hmm. such a memorable baddie. We already had Blofeld, who'd already yeah. appeared played by Donald Pleasance, but mm-hmm. Gert Frobe as Goldfinger it was something different, right? Yeah. And, that great line, you know what that great line is. Yeah, we um, all know that great line. It's you, you know, fantastic. You expect me to talk. You know, when he's strapped yeah. to the table and they've it's got a laser so beam, amazing. I've had to cut him in two. Yeah. And he says, it's... You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. That is a great line. Isn't that it's a great amazing. line in anyone's book? It is amazing. It's a great, it's a great line. It makes the film stand out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Aside from mm-hmm. that, it is a great film. But with a great soundtrack, again, it's it's a, a motif of Bond movies. So the, the title songs are very strong. And I think Goldfinger, mm. sung by Shirley Bassey, get, gives it even more great. edge. It's a great yeah. one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, two more that I'd mentioned would be um, Live and Let Die, which was Roger Moore's first outing. Ooh. <laughs> Why the sex on descent here? <clears throat> I'm shocked that that's that high for you. Honestly, Why? I'm. Why that's actually quite Why? low for me. I'd, really? If we're talking about ones that have aged badly, I feel like Live and Let Die really has aged badly. Well, it's really just all over the place. <laughs> but again, look, it's it's dated, right? And a lot of films do date, and that can be a quality as much as it is a drawback for some films. But yeah, well, maybe for the comedy value of it. <laughs> 
Bond is, is tongue in cheek. Bond, Bond is. A uh, there's character. tongue in cheek, but there's then there's a man being blown up. <laughs> Two of what is a balloon? You make it sound like a sitcom. Ian. <laughs> I think I, the, Tell me why I'm wrong about Live and Let Die. I mean, the, well, sound, the it's a great soundtrack. <laughs> I Paul like McCart- the song. Paul McCartney wings. Uh, yeah, great it's a good one. It's a good one. Won an Oscar. Won an Oscar for for best uh, mm-hmm. best song. I think really for me because Roger Moore was very late arriving to the role and he should have had it. Well, he could have had it a lot sooner mm. because he was originally in line for the role and. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery got it, but you see, Roger Moore was a bigger star in the early sixties. Mm. Roger Moore was a big TV star in England. He was in a very successful series called Ivanhoe, and mm-hmm. then he went into uh, The Saint and he played Simon mm-hmm. Templer, a very similar character. So mm-hmm. I think it was right that he should come into it. It's an original uh, Ian Fleming novel. I think the visuals are great. I, I love the um, the locations <laughs> are great. Starts off in New Orleans. Yafit Kotto plays a really great villain, Kananga. Um, and it's also yeah. got Jane Seymour in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Playing solitaire. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I I just think it's. Do it's, I do I sound shallow? Do I sound shallow by by no. saying that <laughs> Jane Seymour was so gorgeous in it? Well, well, you know, you can compliment a woman's looks. So, you know, she's oh, very, good. you know, completely. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I, I actually think of Roger Moore was actually, for me, one of the weakest Bonds. I actually don't yeah, really I, enjoy For I, Your I Eyes Only that... is probably my favourite one of his films. Um, I, 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 think... I, think, I think you're right. I think he, this is where I was talking about two templates for Bond. One is Sean mm. Connery, the other one's Roger Moore. And Roger Moore was slightly camp, very jokey. Um, yeah. A bit too the, much, I think. Yeah, that's maybe the that's the problem. You see, I, ne- I never saw that as much of an issue, really. Mm. What became an issue for Roger Moore's Bond was that by the time he made the last Bond movie um, for him was mm-hmm. um, Due to a Kill, and he was 59 at the time, and yeah, he just not, looked too old. Good. Yeah, that, that was a really good story. He just looked too old. So, yeah. And also, another thing that pins it down as being in the top half of the table, shall we say, um, mm-hmm is that it was the first Bond movie I actually went to the cinema to see. Oh, well, I can't, I can't, you know. I, when you said it's pinned to the top, I was like, oh, we've decided. But yeah, no, that's fair, that's no, fair. I, I said mean... it's near the top. Uh, it's, in, <laughs> it's, still in the, it's in my top five, but you ask me tomorrow, it might not. It might slip out of the top five, who knows? So what's the, what's the last of the five? This is the, the big one. The last of five is, well, it's, it's another Roger Moore film. Really? The Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. See, it's again, better. It's better. It's better than live and let die. I ooh, will say that. Ooh, yeah, I know. I do think it is. I do. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Mission that is. Wow. <laughs> I, I think the worst ones of his tenure were live and let die, Moonraker, and A View to Kill. To be honest, I think those three. Yeah. Octopussy is kind of like meh. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't do much the, for me. But A View to Kill was a good story. It was one of the stronger news stories they came up with. But yeah, it just his age. His age told on him. His age, I, I think, and I think also perhaps the people making it could tell it was the last one. It doesn't feel yeah. like there's as much care for the, the hung, film. They hung on to him for too for far too long. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah what, was. A stronger story again. Another great title song. No yeah, one does it better yeah. by Carly Simon. That is a real. That is a great title song. That's a is, really good and one. It, and it's and it's the only. Here's some trivia, right? Mm. Uh, it's the only Bond song that doesn't refer to the title of the film. Is that true? What about "You Know My Name" by, uh, on Casino Royale? 
Oh. Yeah. 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 Maybe uh, nice. when that was... Uh, yeah, which I actually think... When it came is, out, maybe. <laughs> yeah, when it came out. <laughs> I, know. It was. I, I think... <laughs> Uh, you know my name is an amazing one as well. May, yeah. Like two that don't refer to the title are both fantastic. I think they're both yeah, really mean, great. We'll come on to the, the songs a bit later, mm, uh, but it's, mm. it's definitely they're vital to. to yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. That that they, one is they, an amazing one. They, they would not be the same without them. And of course, it's mm-hmm, not everything, mm-hmm. but it it kind of give, gives the film an edge when you've got a good soundtrack. I forgot about nobody does it better. That is a that is a really and that's an amazing title sequence as well. I think that's a yeah. really good well, uh, start to that film. Is that but here's the the attention to detail that producers mm. of Bond always apply to their films. They have a separate director for mm-hmm. the opening titles. They just work on the opening. opening titles. You know what? Now else. that is a piece of trivia I didn't know. That is a really good one. <laughs> well, not bad, eh? Not bad. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just warming up now, right? So, we'll have to discuss okay, that. Then. What's our favorite or least favorite title sequence? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, let, yeah. Let's, let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk about best bonds. Now we've already touched on it. Yeah. Um, who do you think hmm. is the best bond, really, of the, of the ones we've had so far? Who's the it's best? Difficult, bond? isn't it? It's difficult because yeah. I think Sean Connery stands out. Um, because he's quintessentially what you think of when you think of Bond. And mm. I think definitely for my dad and my godfather's generation, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying he isn't for me. Um, he is up there because that that is who Bond was, you know, and, mm. you know, he has that look, he has the style, he has the mm. cars. I mean, in fact, it's so influential that even now in like Skyfall, they reference back to the DB9, the Aston Martin, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. they have, it's such an iconic, you know, series, those first three for certain. Um, yeah. For me, you know, as we say, it's very much a time capsule of its period. Um, but, you know, Sean Connery is probably up there. Um, I think, I actually do think Daniel Craig might be my favorite Bond because firstly, even though his films have been up and down for me and, you know, one of which, you know, I know you say there haven't been bad Bond films, but one of them is genuinely a bad film. But oh, <laughs> he, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, save that one for later. We'll save it for later. But yeah. um, even that bad one, he's good yeah. in that. You know, he's, yeah. he's really good. And you are compelled by his acting as Bond. You know, whether yeah. the scripts are there or not, his acting in it is really good. Uh, so I think Daniel Craig for me is up there. Um, yeah. Also, I I always like one of my other like I always reference them when I'm on the podcast. But one of my favorite podcasts is the uh, Weekly Planet. They do a a, a versus sort of podcast. So they have rules okay. where it's like people get put into a a standard size football field. Right. They're there. They immediately see each other as threats. Who would win in a fight? And the fact is, Daniel Craig would kill all of the other bonds his bond <laughs> is such a psycho like he'd beat them all to death like roger moore would be the first to die i reckon and then yeah, sean he connery would, yeah. yeah he would he no, you're right he would he would <laughs> he would sean connery would be drunk he'd be gone they, they wouldn't <laughs> even be a problem i think the only threat would be timothy dalton's because he's a bit edgy as well but the rest of them they would just all die mate they'd be yeah. awful and peter sellers one would just be pounded into the ground oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's one step above Johnny English, isn't he? Let's be honest. He is. He um, is. He is. Um, I, but but yeah, Daniel made, Craig for me. 
Yeah, I think you made a good point about Daniel Craig in so far that when he first took the role, um, mm. in the first film, when he emerged out of the sea wearing mm. whatever it was he was wearing. It I mean, was yeah, like, he was a good looking man there. That was a great yeah, but, shot, wasn't it? But it was, it was kind of like a response to the previous treatment of women in so far they were mm-hmm. treated as objects. Now they're treating Daniel Craig as an object. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when he came out of the sea like that, the first thing you think is, God, he looks like a train killer. Yeah, you know, yeah he looks brutal. He looks like what, what he's meant to be. You would yeah. not cross him, would you, at all? Mm-hmm. And that's probably, in, in a way, what makes him marginally a better Bond than Sean Connery was. Because mm-hmm. for me, it would be between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger, Roger Moore, you know, I've already said I've got a soft spot for Roger Moore as, as Bond, but it's because he, he was the first new Bond that I remembered mm. in my own, you know, memory. So with you, it'd be Daniel Craig. With me, it'd be yes. Roger Moore. Yeah. So yeah, you kind yeah. of, you kind of, um, you're kind of drawn to, to the, um, the actors yes. that play them when you first remember them. Um, that's but, very true. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's probably where it, where it comes from, but the best Bond, mm-hmm. I think, as I say, marginally, it would be between Connery and, and Craig. Um, it's interesting. Neither Craig... of us have said Piers Brosnan. Because I think he started very strong with Gold Knight, but then just crashed and burned. He was look, he was good. He did he did the mm. job. Uh, he, you know, he didn't quite impose himself quite as much. As I say, mm. if we look at those two templates we were looking at, he's more Roger Moore than mm-hmm. Sean mm-hmm. Connery, and I think that could be the weakness in in the way mm-hmm. he played the role. Um, but no, he's not one of the strongest. Also, we should mention uh, George Lazenby. Mm-hmm. Who had one outing? Yeah, as, yeah. On, now, on interesting. Majesty's his film, yeah, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I've uh, always yeah. heard, and I think critics, um, other than ourselves, uh, mm. sometimes believe that if Sean Connery had been in that film, it may have been the best Bond film. And a it lot of people a, say that. It was the only time Bond got married, which mm-hmm. kind of gives mm-hmm. gives it a kind of a, an extra dimension. But mm-hmm. George Lazenby was he had no acting experience, mm-hmm. but. But he was good. You actually thought he was quite good in the role, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. would have continued in the role had he mm-hmm. not. This is what I've heard anyway. This is what I understand. Is that he got a little bit too big for his boots? It mm-hmm. went to his head. Mm-hmm. They started arguing about contracts and fees, and they, Cubby Broccoli, said, "Right, forget it. No, we'll get." Yeah. And that's when they got Connery back to do Diamonds Are Forever mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with Jill St. John. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think he's the forgotten Bond, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he only made mm-hmm. one film. But uh, I would say he was at least as good as Piers Brosnan, if not mm-hmm. slightly better. But he, now, he never had had the chance to settle down into the role, did he? Not really. Yeah. Do you, do you want to have a piece of trivia as well, if we're pulling out trivia? Oh, go on then. Go on then. Yeah. Uh, somebody who was considered to take up the role after uh, Sean Connery was Adam West. But he turned down the role. Really? St- <clears throat> yes. Yes, Adam West was one of the high choices, but he turned down the role because he said Bond should be British. He should be a British actor. Oh, that's yeah, very, very magnanimous. Very interesting. Yeah, but then obviously they went with George Lazenby, who's from Australia. Well, yeah, exactly. So yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, it makes you wonder, though. I mean, history pivots on key moments, doesn't it, really? Mm. And if he had a take in it, because I assume he'd already played Batman, because he played Batman. Yes, the season, yeah, yeah, he had. Yeah, yeah, So it was after that, was it? It was. Mm, it must yes. have been after that, yeah. It, it, during the same sort of period, he was still, he yeah. was a big name because of that that uh, series, you know. Yeah. And, um, oh, no, I never yeah, pe- that. people oh. wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. As I say, um, Adam West was... A, the type of actor who's very good at what he did, but mm. I don't think you need to be a great actor necessarily to play Bond. You've just got to no. look right. You've yeah, got to yeah. look right. You've got to look the part 
and act the part. You mm-hmm. don't if if you can act, it's a bonus. And talking about <laughs> talking about good actors that didn't really cut it as Bond, who who would you say is the weakest Bond then? Maybe Timothy Dalton. Actually, I was like, going to say that as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him as an actor, full stop. Not that he's a terrible actor, but I just sometimes think he he can be almost overacting, you know what I mean, sometimes yeah. in roles. But then again, I'm not an actor, so maybe I shouldn't judge. But, well, <laughs> um, yeah, but, but even he, so, I, I, yeah, go on. He just sometimes feels, and, and, and his two <clears throat> outings, I don't know, like... It's far more edgy than the Brosnan. Um, no, it was Roger Moore, wasn't it? Uh, it yeah. It's far more edgy than the Roger Moore films. Um, but I, if we're talking about forgotten Bonds, I actually think his two are more forgettable than On Her Majesty's yeah. Secret Service. I mean, yeah. At least with that, yeah. it was a great film, fundamentally. Yeah. With it his was, ones, yeah. they're just very boring. The soundtracks are boring. There's nothing oh, really uh-huh. to them. Uh-huh. Ugh, uh-huh. Yeah, terrible one. That was really <laughs> the bad. Daylights. Probably the worst <laughs> Bond film. Oh, God, We're jumping ahead terrible. again, aren't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I, I, I agree. I think Timothy Dalton mm. um, is a classically trained actor, a Shakespearean mm. actor. There's no doubt mm-hmm. he can act, right? And maybe but that I, might be why I think he overacts, you know, because Shakespearean actors, that's what they're meant to do. They're meant yeah. to do that. Part, that's a part yeah. of the Shakespearean stuff. Because in, yeah. in the Globe, it's meant to be big performances so people can see it. So maybe yeah. that is why I'm like, eh, yeah. eh, he doesn't do no, much but, for me. But you see, so I I don't think he got the character properly because mm. all the other actors that played him got mm-hmm. the tongue-in-cheek aspects of the character so well. Mm. They, they got it. They understood it. They Now, you could say that he didn't have the right scripts, but mm-hmm. he's an actor. He should be able to bring out those moments of irony a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he did that in either of the no. films that he made. He looks the part. He he's looks very like, dry, isn't he? Yeah, very dry. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a lot of the, the funny lines that he might have had which is delivered in the wrong way. He played it too mm. straight, I think. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the problem with, with Timothy Dawn. And also, the second film that he made was uh, Licence to Kill. And there was a, a hiatus of about six years, wasn't there, when no mm-hmm. bomb films were made. And that's when they were tied up in litigation and contract wrangling with MGM. And mm. I think he felt his chance to impose himself on the character had been lost. Because by the time they sorted it all out, Mm-hmm. They sort of said, right, we'll go with someone else now. So, again, yeah. I, I think timing wasn't right for him. Uh, but, no. yeah, I think probably the weakest Bond. And he wasn't helped by the stories. Um, and I think that's been another issue with Bond mm. since since they used up all the original Bond. Uh, in, in. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Funny stories is that 
the the news stories they come up with can be very patchy mm. i think and i think mm-hmm. he was unlucky because they weren't that good you know no they, they were, weren't the scripts weren't they were, there really yeah they just weren't there so i think that's um really mm. really the strength of it so mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we we know unless he changes his mind <laughs> unless they give him a bigger paycheck they give him uh, an island in the caribbean or something mm. right we can assume safely assume that daniel craig uh, is done with james bond that he's mm-hmm. not going to play him anymore mm-hmm. who do we think might play him next well this is a, it's an interesting question that because it mm-hmm. kind of links to the idea of where i think the bond franchise should go um and and what i think they should change and i think something that they that they're missing the trick on is that there's a like a big universe of agents to use Mm. and i think bond should not be retired as in like retire the character retire bond permanently and he should be an old Mm. man retired but like i think you can delve into more characters like other double o's or just other agents doing other espionage projects and maybe have like almost like a marvel style i know you don't like franchises but almost like a marvel style where you have a gathering of those agents with bond as the lead into one film you know that's i I, because i think that i think bonds perhaps is a bit outdated as a character but yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Ian. I think you're right. And the new film, I think, is I think they've hinted at other double O's because mm. logically you would think, well, we've got double O seven, so there must be eight other double O's. Yeah. Because we've got double O one, double O two, three, four, five, six, eight, and nine, right? Yeah. So let's explore that a bit more. Yeah. And I think they've hinted at it in previous films, but they never really Yeah, you had double O what's it so Sean Bean was double O eight. Sean Bean was double O six wasn't he six six that was it yeah six, yeah wasn't and, it? well yeah yeah so i and i think in the new film um mm. lashana lynch's character nomi mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. one of the double o's that mm-hmm. that's i I, I mean again i'm only reading the, the pre um mm-hmm. publicity mm-hmm. literature but she is likely to be a character that's going to play a more prominent role in Bond. which i'm cool with that i i know yeah. i know obviously the the not to get too political, we're not a politically minded podcast, no, but you know, the, no. you do get, you do, unfortunately, you know, some things are political and you do get the blooming ugh, trolls, I guess, of it were to get online yeah. being like, oh, it's just woke culture, blah, blah, blah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to have people like that. I'm excited to have more of a diverse, uh, ba- like, I want multiple different agents. I don't want to just stick yeah. with just one guy yeah. who who has had multiple stories told. Now, yeah. I think you're you're missing a trick on having multiple different agents, yeah. and I think that's something people like about the Mission Impossible films. Yeah, it follows yeah. Ethan Hunt, but you don't. It doesn't really matter that it's Ethan Hunt. You don't really care. You're there for the action. You're there for, and the same with yeah. the Born Supremacy. You yeah. want to watch those films because you're following an agent and. You know, I, I think that's what they've missed a bit, you know. And uh, if yeah. I was to pick an actor, if I was to go, this yeah. is who should be playing Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if I was going in a real, like, strong direction, but it, it, I feel like the story that you would tell is maybe being told before. And yeah. I think that's one of the issues with um, Craig's run a bit, because they repeat a bit about him being, you're you're done, Bond, you're old. But Idris Elba, for yeah. me, would have been a really good choice. Because it's late for him now, though, isn't it? That's the thing. It's late. It's too late. I think so. Because if you think of him, like the story would be, oh, you're a relic, Bond. You're old. You're and and I've I've we've done that. 
We literally yeah. have done that so many times with yeah. Craig. It feels like almost every film somebody tells him he's old. And I'm yeah. like, leave the man alone. Like, <laughs> yeah. And in the original story, let's not forget, in the original story, Bond was supposed mm. to be 35 Yeah, yeah. mid yeah. So, unfortunately, I think I, I do really like him because I think him in uh, Luther, like shows that he can do that gritty like style. Yeah. And I think I that's think... something they need to edge towards. Yeah. But, um, I mean, some of yeah, some of the other... Mm. Sorry, Karen, carry on. No, no, I, I was going to say, but my only other choice uh, that springs to mind... But perhaps it's a bit cliche, you know, it would maybe be Henry Cavill. Um, oh, but right. it's maybe yeah. a bit cliche because, you know, he well. obviously has a strong look. You know, he's got yeah. a strong look. He's he's was in The Man from Uncle. I believe he's in an upcoming uh, espionage mm. film again uh, based on a book Superman, series, Argyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, he's... He's a good actor, but yeah. it's about a p- perhaps predictable choice. It's the one that you go, yeah. oh, you know. The other one, again, predictable. Sorry, I've just come to my mind. Again, a bit predictable. Like him as an actor would be Tom Hardy. Those are the yeah. three that I can think of. I, you know? Yeah, I think I think Tom Tom Hardy. I mean, I, I looked at. There's always odds. They're always giving odds on somebody getting a role, aren't they? Mm, yeah, always, always. I and then it's never them. To, no, it's never them. <laughs> but the. the, the well, the hottest favourite they had noted down was Tom Hardy. They had him at three mm. to one. Other mm-hmm. actors that were mentioned as being contenders were James Norton, who's uh, mm. an actor from Grantchester. I don't know whether you've ever seen that. No, he's more never. of a TV, a TV, a TV don't actor. Don't really know you him know, either. No, James. You, he was. You'd know him if you saw him. He's that kind of actor. No, I'm looking him I up. Think, I'm, I'm... Yeah. Also, no, why are you looking at? no, he don't look like no. Bond. No. Um, <laughs> The other, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I, I'm surprised when I read it, actually. Yeah. The, another, another sort of highly rated possible is Rega Jean Page, who was in uh, Bridgerton, who played Lord Hastings. Oh. Now, okay. He looks right. He's the right age. He yeah. looks right. Um, so, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, He's a good-looking man as well. He's quite Not to be harsh on the previous uh, no, James but, Norton, but he, he's not the rugged, good-look no. charm that I would want yeah. from a Bond. And Idris Elba yeah. has that. Tom Hardy has that. Henry yeah. Cavill has that a bit too. Yeah, I but, could yeah. see him doing that. I, I think that's a good choice. to What's his yeah. name from Bridgerton? Sorry, I've never watched it. So uh, Lord Hastings. Oh, you, Lord no, Hastings. You should watch it it's a, it's a yeah. bit of a body stripper, but you know it's very good. It's good. For but him. I, yeah. uh, he, he, like he's a very he's he sticks out to me. That's a good choice, actually. I think he would yeah. fit quite well. He's got a good look. Yeah, I think he looks right. And really, I mean, it sounds a bit subjective when you talk about someone being beautiful or someone being handsome. Mm, of course, beauty are, is all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, but you are you looking know. for a certain look for Bond, aren't you? That's the point. You are, that's and, the thing. It's not that anybody is not attractive. It's more that, you know, yeah. so, the, the, you know, how do you pronounce his name again? I'm terrible with uh, being dyslexic, right. looking at uh, French are, accents. I'm like, what? R-E-G-E, R-E-G, <laughs> then a yeah, dash. Jean. Jean. Regine. He has a rugged sharpness that i think yeah. is what you need from bond and it's it's almost like a um it's not that he's intimidating but like when daniel craig came out of the ocean when as you say he looks yeah. like a killer he looks like a yeah. killer he's got that rugged look he, look, he looks like see, he's capable yeah. yeah i would say the same for him it's a look of like he's a handsome man but he's also able yeah. to kill someone whereas there's people yeah. who are like you're a good looking guy you wouldn't hurt somebody 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're not going to hurt too, anyone. You're too pretty. You're too pretty yeah, you're too nice. Anyone. You're not going to yeah. hurt anyone. It's like, what's um, his face? Um, oh, very young actor. He's in Call Me By Your Name. He's going to be in June. Um, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, that's going to annoy me. But he, struggling. again, very good looking guy. Yeah. But he wouldn't kill anybody. Couldn't see him doing that. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Oh, Timothy Charmin. Like he, he's oh, right. okay. really, really good looking guy. But again, not a killer. He's not going to be killing yeah. anybody. He's too nice. Um, <laughs> so, Idris Elba was also mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other actor mentioned was Richard Madden, who was mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, who played uh, Rob Stark, I believe. Oh, okay. He looks right. Yeah. He's got the right Again, look. He's got the look of uh, could be a killer. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> is that a compliment? I love that we're we're uh, we're saying about these actors. Oh, he's a good looking guy. Doesn't look like he'd kill you. Yeah, could he kill someone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you see, do you remember though? I mean, a few years back, Clive Owen, Clive Owen mm. was hotly tipped to get to get the role when Pierce Brosnan got it. Really? He, yeah, he had the right mm. look. He had that kind of rugged look about him. And he had that look, that the kind of don't mess with me kind of look, you know. Yes. And yeah. I think you need that. And that's probably where... I mean, uh, Clive G- Owen's a very good actor as well, to be honest. Yeah, he, is. he can act. Yeah. As I say, I, I think if you can... It's, it sounds like I'm taking the mick here, but I mean, if you can act, it's a bonus. But I think with Bond, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bravado, isn't it? It's presence. It it's is. charisma. It is. And that's not it's the same presence. thing as being a good actor, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so so we with, I mean, with kind of thinking then probably Tom Hardy, but it should be Regine Page then, based on that. Yeah, I I I think he actually now that you've said that because I hadn't even thought about him for the role. Yeah. Now you've said it, I am all behind Regine Page. I, th- yeah. I think I think that's that's who I would actually, and I actually think if you weren't to do the spin-off thing that I would like, I think doing him as Bond would actually be really good because it's like <clears throat> cool, we're resetting this is a new direction for us and it's we're able to go take this in a new story path because that's one of the one things as you mentioned before quite rightly mm. i think they've lost the stories i think they haven't got a good plot anymore uh, yeah. because they haven't got ian fleming's work to go back to but i think if you went right let's just reset everything let's get new director new actor new writers let's go to the drawing board and really think of a good plot to make yeah. here i well, think he'd be very good yeah, I think he would as well. Just one, one, fo- one further point that I'd like to mention here mm. is is talk talk of Bond becoming a woman. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say about that? Would that work I, for you? I have no, I have no issues with that, but I do so- think to myself like it's more what story you're going to tell. That's that's yeah. what I always think with these things when I hear because there was a huge controversy back in the day. I remember it well that when Doctor Who became a woman and people were like, yeah. "Oh yeah. God, he can't be a woman." Firstly, he's an alien, so calm down. It's a shapeshifter, like, isn't he? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so what are you talking it about? Could be, be anything, can not he? Yeah. What are you talking about? Secondly, yeah. I, I never watched like that run of Doctor Who, but apparently, you know, it was well written. That's all I really care about. I just want yeah. well-written stories. So if James Bond was to be turned into a female character, or at least the double O mantle be given mm. to, to a, a female agent, I, I, I have no issues with that at all. I just want good written stories. And that's yeah. part of the issue I've been having, even yeah. though I really like Craig as an actor uh, and his, his rendition of Bond. 
I feel like some of his films have lacked a good script. And I think that's the same with Piers Brosnan. I think that's the same with Roger Moore as well. They have, as you've said before, there's standout ones, but Mm -hmm. there's ones that I just think the script isn't there. So yeah, it doesn't bother me that. I just want good scripts. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I'd agree with that. I think... I think what what might be an issue is if they just sort of mm. turned the character and around and just called her Jane Bond. And yeah, she yeah, I, just, I don't uh, think that would work. No, I don't think no. that would. But there's no reason on the why. Nose, isn't it? Yeah, there's no reason why that 007 designation couldn't be given to a woman because there are female yeah. agents around, aren't they? Yeah. So again, no it's the same thing with that Doctor Who. It, it doesn't matter. There's female agents. Simmer down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, who cares? But I think what would be good is though, it's what you've outlined mm. already is to say, right, bring another double O mm. into the, into, into the, the, the kind of the, the narrative mm-hmm. and develop a relationship between the two double O's and how they might work together. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or even, I mean, th- this is uh, Lashana Lynch's character, Naomi, even, Give her, a, give her a film series of her own. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Do that? I think that's what yeah. you do. I think you're, 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 you've got a well there to tap into to do spin off yeah. films. And I, think, origi- I think they're limiting themselves a bit. Yeah. I think originality is so difficult to find in filmmaking today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we all know the old story about there only being seven plots for a movie, and that is basically true. <laughs> so what you do is you find a new angle, you pick one of those mm-hmm. seven plots, and you find a new way of telling that story, which is what they've mm-hmm. been doing for the last hundred years there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that but i think you know you in in a creative industry like filmmaking mm-hmm. you know it's too easy to cut to, to settle on a formula that mm-hmm. works because mm-hmm. it's too safe right mm-hmm. problem with the formula you should break it as soon as you find it because it is too safe you know mm-hmm. you're being creative then you should say right we've done this let's do something different but you mm-hmm. see we're bond they they can't, they've made what you could say is the same film twenty four times. Exactly, uh, yeah. It's as entertaining as they are, and as much as mm-hmm. I love them, right? It's not challenging in any way. You no. can't really say that's being truly creative. No, you no. know. And, and I think they have I the think... opportunity to do that, though. That's the thing. They have the opportunity yeah. to actually be very creative with their casting and creative with their universe. Because I yeah. think you have the opportunity to to delve into more creative. <clears throat> characters and settings i always thought a really interesting thing you could do is like if you placed the the bond like agents having to maybe chase a terrorist or chase somebody within like set perhaps in the time limit of a film you know they've got two hours to get this guy yeah do it in real do it in real time yeah like like 24 like, yeah. like but like a rip yeah. raw pace of two yeah. hours where they've got two yeah. hours to find somebody or or a bomb's going off or something Ian, like that and send it in mate come on if, if they don't want to know we'll make we'll make it instead we'll, we'll make, make it, it we'll do we'll, we'll make it but i just we'll think make it what, that's that would be so good right like a yeah, spy film based in like be. actual time because you're going to be on the edge of your seat the whole time yeah. you'll be watching it like you oh know, my god are they going to get him yeah. are they gonna do you it know, you know? You know, when you're talking about genuine suspense, uh, mm-hmm. when you much watch a Bond movie, it's a, it's something quite comforting in some ways because you know what you're getting, genuinely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? You know you're going to get great cars, great gadgets, mm-hmm. you know, very attractive ladies who do supply glamour. But it, I know mm-hmm. I'm aware of the fact that it's the way you present that glamour that becomes mm-hmm. a, a, an issue. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. though, as much as you enjoy all of that, you think, well, I've seen this already. You know, mm-hmm. how many films that have you and I sat through and thought, I mean, that's similar to so-and-so. 
That was similar yeah. to a, you know, yeah, the yeah. number of times you do that. Now, I'm not pretending it's easy. It's not. Mm-hmm. But, no. you know, part of the creative process is to look for something new and find yes. a new way of telling, telling a story. Yes. You know, I mean, looking forward into the future, uh, I mean, we've touched on it already that Bond, as a character, is politically incorrect, isn't he, really? Yes. That he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's chauvinistic, he's sexist. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think Bond as a character will survive as we go forward in that in that form? And is it right to change the character and chip away at the character to make him more user-friendly, shall we say? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think he has to change. And I think that's the reason why I get disappointed with the Craig run if we are going to jump into that as well if if, mm. if we can uh because in our limited time uh but <laughs> you know not? i think <laughs> thank you uh, i think with thank casino you. royale we had this like start of that we had this guy who was very sensitive you know he opened himself up <clears> to um oh god vesper and um Absolute, yeah, yeah her loss yeah. actually broke him and mm. He didn't feel just like this misogynistic psycho. And sort of similar with Quantum of Solace, even though Quantum of Solace, for me, not the best Bond film. It's not terrible, but it, it's middling. Um, yeah, it, again, it, you know, the main love interest in that doesn't really have a love interest. She's just her own character doing her own thing. And yeah. I respect that, you know. Yeah. and I th- Yeah, I think... That... Yeah, I think... Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, I think with skyfall again very good i really enjoyed yeah. skyfall that was a that was a strong return even though the some of it doesn't make sense but it's still a strong you know outing specter is such a terrible 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 film why is it that but and tell me why is it it's so such bad? a step backwards well if we are talking about representation and like bond is he's just yeah. a misogynistic psycho in that film like all that development that we had as Craig's yeah. Bond, who, that I think they did yeah. really well. They just went completely backwards with it. Why would she be attracted to him? Why would she want to be? That doesn't make any sense. Like it's mm. so like what? Uh, I I I really that if we're talking yeah. about like him having to change that film is such a step backwards with that. Yeah. I was just like, Do it not, doesn't make any sense. I mean, as I say, I don't think I think you're right. It's not one of the strongest. Uh, of Craig's, it might be, it uh, might be my least favorite Bond film, possibly. Well, yeah, it uh, might, and it's not it the strongest Bond. Yeah, it's not the strongest Bond movie ever. No, but have you ever thought though that that might be an attempt just to provoke a reaction in some way? Well, what a waste because of a know, film to do it with so much know, money. <laughs> but, but it still did all right, though, didn't it? It still, it uh, wasn't, it didn't lose money, did it? Well, oh, well, yeah. I, I just think it. There's so much with it that I, again, it falls into something that I think Star Trek Into Darkness did as well, which is like yeah. expects viewers to have watched all of the previous Bond films. And it has that bit with oh, uh, Blofeld, which is very similar to, you know, mm. the, the um, I'm Khan moment in Into Darkness. Oh, we're and right, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm just like, there's people who are watching this who are like, who the is this? What is yeah. What is going on? And I just think it being his family is just so like, boring and like predictable and yeah. i think that uh, do you know what i think the acting's good in it even though yeah. unfortunately for christoph waltz again terrible script for him he he mm. in it is good but i think yeah. they don't understand that why he's so good in inglorious bastards is not because he's a villain 
but because mm. he's a great actor with a great script. Yeah. Like he's amazing right. in Django Unchained because yeah. there is a great script and he's a good guy in that. So, yeah. you know, the, he's wasted in that. I think it, it, the acting is is serviceable to good, uh, yeah. but the script is just <laughs> awful. Like it's so yeah. bad. And the fact they try and link everything together, the sheaf and quantum, and there's quantum's this secret organization that nobody knows about, but there's an even well, more secret organization. <laughs> yeah, but you I know, just, the quantum... What? It's funny though, the quantum of Solace was actually pieced together. This could be the problem with it, actually. Yeah. It was pieced together from, I think, three separate short stories yeah, that yeah. Fleming uh, wrote, which mm-hmm. I don't know whether why they weren't used before, but it might explain why they weren't used because mm. it wasn't fully formed and developed. It was just, uh, mm. oh, we're short of a story here. Let's use this. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, for as much as Bond is. Is very visual and tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. do need a story to follow. You do need something yeah. that. And I think Spectre really... just doesn't have a story. What is the story, yeah. Inspector? What's going on there? If you can, if you can tell me right now what that, why, also what what is going on in that film? <laughs> like, right, well, but like yeah, well, C, no. C is a terrible villain as well. He's terrible. What is going on there? He's so, yeah. So, I mean, so it's not perfect. It's not perfect, Ian. But I think I think you've explained quite quite succinctly why why you don't like it. <laughs> I also have one last point on why I don't like Spectre, yeah, and it's the bit is the biggest point. Uh, well, yeah. two. It, I don't think it's spelt right. I'm dyslexic, so it really annoys me. And, and it <laughs> makes my brain like, is that how I should spell it? Or should I not? Just spell films right. It's the same same reason why Tanet gets my nerves. But that's a different thing. But the, yeah. the, um, yeah. the second thing is, and it could lead us quite well in transition, is I think it has one of the worst soundtracks and it has one of the worst mm. openings. It's so boring. It's yeah. so dull. Like well, that... I don't dislike Sam Smith necessarily. Like I'm not a fan of their work, but uh, just so boring. Yeah. I'm like, um, it's not Bond well, at all, is it? Yeah, it's a, it's that's a very good segue into my next point <laughs> because I did want to I did want to talk about soundtracks and and title yes. songs. I knew, I, I felt it. <laughs> yeah, I agree that it's it wasn't the strongest. Um, yeah, but. I mean, just looking at Bond, though, the first thing that, mm-hmm. that strikes mm-hmm. you about Bond, really, is, is the soundtrack and the songs. Yes. You know, yeah. they're stunning. I mean, John Barry, the composer, mm-hmm. set a very high bar during the 60s, where the he scores did. were very John complex. John Barry, amazing uh, beautiful, composer. Beautifully constructed. Mm-hmm. Probably the first composer to watch a film as he scored it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it really shows. But they've been fortunate to find great songs and great mm-hmm. singers to sing them as well mm-hmm. um the uh man with the golden gun for example amazing uh, yeah, yeah by by lulu a fantastic song mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. it kind of it it's almost like a story by itself isn't it mm-hmm. but it you listen to lyrically you listen to the, the song itself contained and you think oh right okay i know i know mm-hmm. what this film's about because of the theme song exactly um, you know and i, I, I completely that, agree with you I mean, it's it's interesting. I think really that um, if you look at the awards that Bond movies have made over the years, or sorry, mm-hmm. the awards they've won, or nominations they've had, um, if you look at the Oscars, the Baftas, Golden Globes, they always get nominated or they win a stack of awards in the technical section, right? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is kind of Best what you expect. Or... 
Yeah, exactly. Best me. <laughs> best, best, best licensing, best sound. All, all, all <laughs> those cool. ones, the ones that people really care about. Yeah, you know, the most one, important the ones that people don't care about. Yeah, but they win all those technical <laughs> awards. They will often win the Oscar for best song. Quite right. Yes, it's true. Because they they put a lot of work into the title song. They always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've never been nominated uh, as best picture. Now it's interesting. Do you think, looking back at the, the the whole canon of work that they've got for Bond, do you think there's any one film that should have got a, a nomination for Best Picture? I'm going to have to. I'm going to quickly, as as we are, I'm going to I'm going to look up something as we're talking, on, so I can maybe yeah. think about it. But what yeah. I was going to say with the the soundtrack one is that I think you know you you're 100 percent right. John Barry won amazing out of Africa yeah. is an amazing. Yeah. Score. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so good. Fantastic. Yeah. But on top of that, I think you are so right. They've got a plethora of like of amazing talent to come on and do the theme songs, even if they're not great films. Like Quantum of Solace, middling film. Jack White and Alicia Keys, great song. Like yeah, as a, a you know, a, yeah. a great song. Um and and same with uh, Chris Cornell. I think that's such an underrated Bond theme tune. Um yeah, yeah fantastic. So I what I was well, checking Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no I was going to say... I still need to check. Okay, another outstanding Bond, Bond song. It was Goldeneye mm-hmm. by Tina Turner, which was I written agree. and produced amazing. By, uh, by Bono and The Edge from U2. And what, what an amazing another combination one. that was. Amazing combination. Another one, We Have All the Time in the World. Oh, I love that song by Louis Armstrong. That's, uh, it's amazing. That, it's a gorgeous song. And yeah. it, was, it, was only, it was never a hit at the time, which was unbelievable. No. That might be something to do with the fact that it was in On a Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that wasn't a, a massive hit. I don't know. But it yeah. became a big hit. In Such the, a beautiful piece of music. In the 90s. But, I mean, Louis Armstrong had, had a oh. wonderful voice that, that's got... It's almost like he's lived for 200 years, that voice. Yeah, so he's much. experienced it all. He's, ex- he's it, seen it all, he's experienced it all, and it comes through in that song. It's lovely. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love that one. I think it, it's... Yeah, I, I, I really think um, that's one that stands out for me, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about Bond yeah. themes now that I'm like... I, I I, Diamonds of Forever is another fantastic oh, yeah. one. Another one yeah. by Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Amazing, amazing voice. Yeah. Is that is that? I mean, what do you think is the best Bond theme song? Because oh, people God, do say that hard. one. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. Not, I I think, yeah, I think Diamonds of. I, I think it's between two, mm-hmm. or possibly three. Oh God, you know, mm. the more I think about it's it, so uh, many, isn't it? Yeah, I I think Diamonds of Forever. Um, mm. Shirley Bassey. Was it was an outstanding vocal performance, mm. and very few singers could have reached those notes in that way, the way they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I think "Live and Let Die" was very good, um, but I think yeah, the I think that's a good one. And also, I think "A View to a Kill" by Duran Duran was quite good. But what makes all those songs so good is that John Barry wrote the music for it mm. for each mm. one, and that he had someone else to write the lyrics. So Duran mm-hmm. Duran wrote the lyrics for "A View to a Kill," mm-hmm. but it has that kind of mark, that stamp of quality. So mm-hmm. I'd say mm-hmm. one of those three, but it but it is That's difficult. Fair. It's fair for me. I, I think to... Chris Cornell. I think I, I know your name is a fantastic one. I think. Yeah. Uh, Diamonds Forever. We have an overlap there. I think that's an amazing one. Yeah. And I actually do think uh, we have all the time in the world. I think that I think that's a underrated and really stunning one. I believe that's John Barry again, isn't it? I believe that. Yeah, is. I, th- I think yeah. it was John Barry. I think you could you can assume John Barry wrote the score and also yeah. wrote the music for the theme song until yeah. 
the end of the end of the eighties, I think. Yeah, um, no, amazing. He, he, he just retired after that. Um, My research not, is completed, by the way. <laughs> hit me with it. Hit me with it. Your, your question was: Do I think there's any of the films in the catalogue that deserve to be in the nominated yeah. for an Oscar? Now, yeah. I did some quick googling of yeah. my ones that I put in our top five. Uh, yeah. I was multitasking there to listeners. If it was terrible for that, I, I, couldn't I, two, I tell you what, I couldn't do two things at once. So you're you're a hero <laughs> to me. Um, Unfortunately, there's some that I just don't think are as good as the films that came out the year that the Oscars that yeah. they won. So like yeah. from Russia with Love and so forth. But one that I'm like, the winner totally deserved to win, which is The Departed. But oh, well, in that year of yeah. 2006, we had Casino Royale. We had Babel, yeah. uh, Letters from Hiroshima, Little yeah. Miss Sunshine and The Queen. And I, I, I'm I, not, I don't want to be like, I didn't like The Queen. But I didn't like The Queen. And I think Casino Royale is a better film than that. So I would have nominated it that year. You see, you proved my point, though, in a way. Because um, with with Bond, it's not all about visuals and and, Mm. and flashy flashy car chases and, you Mm. know, people jumping out of helicopters. Um, It's about... Sometimes they get get it really right. They get it spot on. I thought it was bizarre that over a period of nearly 60 years and 24 films that, Mm -hmm. that the... The British Academy, the American Academy, the Golden Globes mm-hmm. never f- saw fit to considering uh, a Bond movie for a nomination, mm. not necessarily to win it, but a nomination yeah, because of, I agree. of the contribution they've made to mm-hmm. filmmaking over the years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah agree I, I think, yeah, I think it would have been in with a shot of a nomination there, definitely. I think Casino Royale is probably the strongest one for a case, I guess. Yeah. Like the other ones we've it, listed, there's a tongue and cheekness to them. They perhaps didn't come out in a year where there was other films. There was strong years, you know what I mean? They came out. Yeah. Casino Royale is a strong film in a year <laughs> which I don't think there is. I mean, I would have to check what else wasn't nominated, but certainly yeah. of films that were nominated. Look, let, again, we're not talking about other films, but Letters from Urajima is very much nominated because of what the subject matter is rather than like what it actually is. Um, yeah, but... You know, <clears throat> Little Miss yeah. Sunshine's amazing. That's a great film. Yeah. The Queen, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you if you're into watching, you know, the, whatever the Crown and all stuff like that, you're gonna have a great time, you know. But yeah. I think if you're not and you're just into watching good quality films, controversially, I'm sure the internet will come at me. The Queen is not that great of a film. It's fine. Like the performances are good, but the film itself, eh, it's all right. It's a, it's, well, I, it's know, completely yeah, possible. And I, you I get know. where you're coming from on that because I think it's a good film. Yeah, uh, but fine. I think it. I think it's one of those type of films where the the, Acad- the academy, the American Academy, were looking at it and think, "Oh, well, isn't this great? This little quaint British movie, yeah, yeah, about the Queen, yeah. right? They love yeah. that." Whereas I want Bond a... jumping around, killing for Majesty. Well, yeah, but you see, that's it, though. So yeah. I think I think some films can can win more praise than they might deserve. It's all very very subjective, you know. Yeah, you I mean, the Oscars Apple... also like for their opinions. You're... Yeah, you're comparing apples with oranges a lot of the time. So, yeah, how do you yeah. really compare the Queen to to um, James Bond? To James Bond, you can't really because you're looking yeah. for it's the emphasis is totally different, right? So mm-hmm. it's always difficult. And like I say, apples and oranges. But I think really, I, I do find that surprising. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who are we to judge the how the the minds of the American Academy and BAFTA were. I mean, but... I feel like we should judge them because they usually yeah. are generally wrong. So, <laughs> like, uh, I'm well, so I'm just going to say it. You know, well, I mean, look, I mean, again, it's it's a matter of opinion. But I mean, you look at the, <laughs> you 
No, <laughs> they are wrong. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, they're wrong, yeah. Um, yeah. You look at the, you, you look at the, uh, the Oscars, uh, the last set of Oscars we had. Now, Nomadland mm-hmm. won the Oscar for, for Best Picture. Yeah. Now, a good film. I'm not saying yeah, it's, it's not. Fine. But, it's it, right. but it's not that good. No, I, I would fine. have even have said Put that it, it would struggle to, to get a nomination there. Mm. But a film like uh, Sound of Metal, which I oh my god, it was amazing, wasn't it? That, that oh. was nominated. I think what what's the best film there? Honestly, I mean, in Nomadland, I mean, look, I love Frances McDormand. I think she's mm-hmm. great, but mm-hmm. I mean, what, I found it quite boring. Yeah, you know, it's I a woman. It's a woman driving around America, working for Amazon occasionally, and living mm-hmm. in a camper van. I mean, it really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, well, it's you know, it, but I'm it's missing very, something I, somewhere. I felt like that film was very Oscar Beatty for the new sort of like what they go for, you know. And I, I thought Sound of Metal was fantastic. I, I love Sound, Sound of Metal. Metal was like it, unbelievably good. It shocked know? me how good how good it was. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was, you know, it was stunning. And you know, the payoff at the end. You know, yeah, I I, I, I cried. Re- I cried watching. He got that. Re- but he got resolution at the end, though, didn't he? And I think yeah. that's what you look for in any film. You want mm-hmm. the character to find mm-hmm. peace and find some resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Getting... That's why Casino Royale should have been nominated because he got resolution in the end. He got his vengeance. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He vengeance got it. Vengeance will be mine. Yeah, yeah exactly. And mine. he got that. <laughs> so um, I hate to bring this to a close. Yeah, it's uh, been lovely, hasn't it? Been, I've been really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, we any, should do this more. Just talk about Bond films. <laughs> no, just yeah. Let's do, do this more often. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, That's the I mean, new podcast. It's not a UK film review. It's just yeah. Bond, just Bond film. <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's be inventive. I was talking about creativity <laughs> earlier on, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, so any any closing thoughts about Bond as a character? I mean, is he st- is he still as bankable and as popular as he used to be? We we will time will tell. I think uh, I found a way to possibly fit you into my schedule to die. Here we go. Is going to be the time. Is going to be the tell for us if he's going to endure because i think particularly it's had such production hell that you know perhaps people are excited by it and i hope they are i hope people do go because i want bond to endure but i want bond to evolve and i i can see that being a possibility but we do need to see what happens with no time to die because unfortunately (laughs) bond is being moved forward by other qualities such as uh, 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 mission impossible yeah, and the but, yeah. film and stuff. So I, think it, I want him to I think it, Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Bond, the genre, if we can say it's a sub-genre and you've mm. got Mission Impossible, you've got the Bond supremacy mm. occupying that same space, I think you're right because he's got younger, mm-hmm. fitter rivals that, that mm-hmm. are snapping mm-hmm. at his heels. They're more mm-hmm. kind of flexible, more fluid. So yep. I think that's probably true. That I mean, this Bond movie will be a success because... Because so many people will want to see it. You know, mm. it's the one film that most people will want to see. Bearing in mind that there are some people that aren't Bond fans and would never dream of watching it. Even mm-hmm. when, it, when it's on Sky, they wouldn't dream of watching it. But, mm. you know, how many people are going to be dragged along by their partners to see it? You know, to mm-hmm. say, look, this is a Bond mm-hmm. movie. You know, this would be... If You know, in normal times, if we, if we, once we get beyond COVID and we're properly back to normal, a Bond mm. movie would be... A highlight of the movie calendar, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm, Generally, mm-hmm. it would. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree with you. And but you know, for all I think for all these um, shortcomings and his fallacies, I think he's still in his own way hugely likable because he has a sense of humour. Bond, 
And mm-hmm. I think a sense of humour will save a character, ultimately, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the character is yeah. not taken so too seriously. So it means that there's room to change that character, because mm-hmm. he sees... To have a sense of humour means we recognise our own imperfections, and that's what Bond is going to end up doing. And it, maybe he already does. You know, it's already started. Um, yeah. But let's, let's 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 be positive and hope that um, <laughs> he he, fi- he finds a new a new niche a new niche. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah. Good stuff. So okay. So yeah. um, this has been a UK film review podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please join us again. Say goodbye, Ian. Goodbye, everybody. I should have said goodbye, Ian. That would have been funny, but never mind. Yeah, I know. You see, I set that, <laughs> I set that one up for you. You didn't take it, did you? Maybe it's a bit too uh, long. We'll uh, have to coordinate no, next time. Mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll coordinate and make sure, we, make sure we get the timing right, yeah? All right. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Bye, have a good one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.